You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> hey friends, Michael McIntyre here. And this podcast that you're about to hear is awesome. I hope you enjoy it. Listen, I have a lot of people asking this. McIntyre, when is the next next level experience? Well, it's going to be right here in Dallas, Texas, March 10th, 11th, and 12th. This is not a conference. Each day builds on itself. You get to be at all three days. It starts on Friday, March 10th at 2.30 p.m. and goes to about 9.30 p.m. that evening. And then Saturday morning, it starts 8 a.m. sharp and goes to about 9.30 p.m. that Saturday night. Then Sunday morning, same thing, 8 a.m. sharp to 9.30 p.m. that evening. It's intense. It's Holy Spirit. It's all about Jesus. It's all about taking your life to the next level. Maybe you feel stuck. Maybe you've been stuck for a while. Maybe your life is working. That's great. That's what we want your life to be working. But we want it to go bigger. You know there's more for you. So if you do, you want to come in. Listen, that's what we do. We help take your life to the next level. It's not for snowflakes. It's intense. It's fun. It's beautiful. We talk about business. We talk about relationships. We talk about Jesus. And we talk about things in your life to get you unstuck and help you get to where you want to be. Maybe a new business, maybe a book, maybe just a career change, maybe just go to the next level. So join us. Go check us out at themichaelmcintyre.com and apply now. No cost up front. At the end, if you want to pay it forward, God bless you. That's awesome. All right. Have a great day. Enjoy this podcast and share it with your friends. Welcome to McIntyre's Next Level Podcast, a place for entrepreneurs, leaders, and dreamers to awaken and be activated to their full potential. Are you ready to get out of the boat and experience your next level? Here's your host, Michael McIntyre. Hey, welcome everybody. Michael McIntyre here at the Next Level Podcast, man. I am excited about today. Why? Do I have a special guest? No! Do I have some special things I want to share with you? Yes! I'm going to give you some basic principles about life and business. Yeah, come on. Listen, I've been doing it for a while. (laughs) Hey, last week we talked a little bit about some business stuff and um, I wanted to follow through. And not just business, you know, a lot of this stuff's about life too, right? And, you know, uh, you know, Stacy and I, uh, we we were born in the 60s and grew up in the 70s and got married in the 80s. And so a lot has changed, but a lot still has stayed the same, too. And I think one of the things, you know, the more I look at uh, what's out there in the, in the public domain as far as business ideas, life ideas, you know, what's working, what's not, you know, I, I'm really getting into a lot of Jordan Peterson stuff and you know, I love Ed uh, Milat and uh, some other people I've discovered out there. And there's some people that really turn me off. You know, there really is. Uh, you know, Grant Cardone, he turns me off. I, I know he's got things going on. But anyways, uh, but I mean, I, and and look, I'm not saying his advice is bad at all. I just maybe it's just the way he walks. But I I digress. All right. I digress. But there's a lot of people out there that are doing really well. And I got to reading some of the stuff and looked around and, uh, you know, it really triggers some ideas for me. Like when I see some stuff and I remember, it's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I, you know, it's like I wish I had a and I do to an extent, but I I wish I had a complete listing of all the things that I've come up with (laughs) in my 30 some years in business. 
uh, all you know, alphabetized or chronicalized, something like that. Well, that's that's what our brains for, right? That's what God made us uh, in His image, so we could recall things. And sometimes I do recall, them, but sometimes I forget them too. Uh, at any rate, I want to talk to you about some things here that are real important. Uh, and there's three main things I wanted to talk. And there's a book I want to promote too. And maybe some of you read this book and some of you've seen it. Again, if you've listened to me for some time or just a brand new listener, I read books that are easy to read. Okay. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I didn't go to Harvard. I went to Arkansas State University. I went to United States Air Force, Strategic Air Command, and I studied, studied business. And I've uh, been an entrepreneur for uh, 30 plus years. And made millions of dollars i lost millions of dollars too but by the grace of god i still have it and uh held on to it and still built some more on top of it and so uh i like to share some of this stuff but one of the books uh that i that i came across a long time ago this is back in probably gosh i'd say the mid 90s i think that's when it was written um by spencer johnson and uh in kenneth and uh, the forwards by kenneth blanchard and it's called who moved my cheese yeah and if you have not read it, it's really easy. I think it's only like, man, I want to say, you know, 70, 80 pages, if that. Uh, it's, you know, there's not that many pages. Um, anyway, maybe there's more than that. It's just small. It's a small book. It's real thin. And it's just an interesting parable. It's an interesting thing about about life and work. Who moved my cheese? And it really helped me a lot. I remember when I was building my insurance company, uh, we hit a we hit a point. And at a place to where we, we, you know, we had, we hit that Delta and that Delta is where, you know, you spend so much money on recruiting and leads and, and admin versus how much sales and revenue. And I would increase my sale. I'd increase how much I'd spend on leads or, or, or upgrade my admin or, you know, maybe upgrade an office or whatever. And it still didn't move that needle on revenue. And it was frustrating for me. And so, I didn't understand. So I thought, man, I've got better leads. I've got more leads. I've got, you know, I'm going to recruit more people and which all are good. And you need to do that uh, in business and in life as well. But, uh, but I, I couldn't get to that point where I really had to figure out what motivated people. Yeah. And what, what cost people sales, what cost people uh, their dream, what cost people di different things. And so anyways, I, somebody turned me out of this book, who moved my cheese and it's really an interesting book. Um, it really is. And if you've read it, if you haven't read it in a long time, maybe reread it. You know, uh, it's, you know, um, it's just about life. And sometimes we get into victimization and entitlement. And so, yeah, I strongly suggest it. And if you do read it, let me know what you think. Email me. Uh, yeah, I'd love to hear from you. So you can go to themichaelmcintyre.com, themichaelmcintyre.com, and contact us, and you can email us anything you like. And I'd love to hear from you. If you have a comment about this show, if you think it sucks, let me know. <laughs> if you think it's awesome, let me know. What do you want to hear? What don't you want to hear? Uh, I'm interested. And I thank you for sharing and rating this show. I thank you for the loyal listeners, too. And uh, yeah, so... Let's talk about three things here that that are really, I think, defines leadership and defines business. And it could it can work in your business. It can work in your marriage. Obviously, work in your family, work in your church. If you're a pastor, I know we have a lot of pastors that listen to us, worship leaders. Uh, this is really important. And I guess the first thing is I, I want to talk about is empathetic leadership, having empathy. Yeah. 
And what is empathy? Man, empathy is is really kind of putting your, you know, looking at somebody, putting yourself in their shoes. Or you know, even though you can't go in a hundred percent on what they're feeling or what they're doing, you just you say, Oh my, that you for a second, maybe for a you know, five seconds, maybe 20 seconds, you put yourself in their position with the way they live, the way their situation is. Maybe they're hurt, maybe they're going through surgery, maybe they got diagnosed with a bad diagnosis, maybe they're getting divorced. Maybe they just lost somebody in their life and they're grieving. Put yourself in their place, you know, because um, I think sometimes we get, we really get um, anesthetized. I think that's the word with news media, right? You got a school shooting here, a school shooting there. You got this going on. You got an earthquake. God, in Turkey, there's like 30,000 people dead. You you, you start seeing this stuff and it, and it kind of gets to be just white noise in the background and i think that's a dangerous spot and i think that's you know i think that's the enemies working the news on us because you know really uh you know and sometimes we say pray for us we send our prayers and and, and thoughts and what, what i try to do i i'll stop and pray for those people and i don't know those people but god knows them and he hears our prayer and so but oftentimes we're moving so fast we don't realize we don't have that empathy because we get associated with it. And so it's too much. It's overload. So empathy, uh, you know, empathetic leadership is really important. So in, one one person taught me a long time ago. I'll never forget it. I, I was young and uh, very impatient and very arrogant and very successful. I was doing very, very well. And uh, somebody did something wrong. And it was like the third time and I lost it. I, my temper came and got the better of me and I yelled at them in front of people. And a manager pulled me aside. Listen, said, Michael, he said, I understand your frustration. I understand how important that that task was supposed to be. And it's cost us some reputation, some money. I understand. He said, but what if that was your daughter? And how would you want her to be treated? You know, and it really just kind of put that on me like, okay. I was a real DH in that moment. And so I, I cleaned it up. I went back and I apologized. But, you know, the pain was there. The hurt was there. And the scar, it would heal. It would heal but there would always be a scar. So uh, it gave me a valuable lesson. I think I was like 35. And it gave me a valuable lesson to learn. You know, these people are somebody's daughter, somebody's son. These people that work for us, work with us uh you know are taking our order at 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 uh, a fast food restaurant or our waiting our wait staff or you know the guy collecting the garbage these people are people they're human beings and they have lives and they have people that love them and care about them so that empathetic leadership and plus when we have people working for us you know uh yes we pay them money and we and we should pay them well yeah uh I, I love paying for excellence and I don't pay for mediocrity. I just don't, you know, but, you know, Jack Walsh taught me a long time ago. So, man, if somebody is showing up and very mediocre, that's on you to let them go. Right. You need to have empathetic leadership both ways, because if they're showing up in a bad way and they're not doing what they're supposed to do, they have not found their purpose in life in the workplace. And by you keeping them on just because you feel sorry for them or they need to get, make that 80,000 bucks a year or whatever it is, you're not doing them any favors. In fact, you're you're really harming them. So uh, he taught me, you know, you, you need to you know terminate those people and let them go find their purpose. And you do it gently. You give them a severance. Yes. But that's empathetic leadership. 
right? And it's real important. It's just like, you know, sometimes I, I, I disciple some young men, you know, I say, listen, if you're 35 years old and not married, what's matter with you? Okay. First of all, there's no perfect women out, woman out there. There's not. And, uh, you know, this thing called pornography is Satan's way of associating ourselves to what is reality and what's not. And so it's real important that, you know, I always tell them, I said, listen, I, I didn't make any big money until I got married. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, if you, uh, <laughs> I know where I'd be if I had married Stacy 37 plus years ago. Um, but so empathetic leadership, you know, uh, it's real important uh, to make sure you have that in all aspects of your life, be empathetic. You know, and I, I often tell people, I said, listen, empathy's good. And just imagine this, and, and I share this sometimes and uh, with Next Level. And one of the things we talk about is empathy. And so just imagine, I, and I love to hike. I love to go to Colorado and go to Telluride and hike in the mountains. And I just love that in the summertime. It's fantastic. Or Vail. Uh, but just imagine you're out there hiking in a, say you're hiking somewhere that you enjoy hiking, you know, and all of a sudden you come around a corner and you see uh, somebody laying on their back and they have a boulder fell on them and pinching them. And it's a he heavy boulder and you can tell that it's almost crushed them and they're breathing extremely heavy. You immediately have empathy for that individual, right? You have empathy that that must hurt terribly and man, how could, you know, what do I do? What do I do? Uh, and that empathy is good because it really jolts us into what reality is going on right at that moment. But if you walk away and say, man, I had empathetic leadership there, man, you know, and all of a sudden you get back down the mountain and say, hey, you know, we heard somebody died up there on the mountain because a boulder fell on them and some DH walked by and, and, you know, just kept on walking. I said, hey, but I had empathy for that person. I I showed empathetic leadership. Yes, you did, but you didn't act on it, right? So you've got to act on that empathy. So when you see somebody there, okay, they're struggling. They got a boulder on their chest. You know, it hurts. It looks like it hurts. They're exerting pain and their head can't breathe. They're wheezing. Then you walk over there and you help and you lift that boulder or you pry that boulder or get help to take that boulder off their chest. That's called action. So when you take empathy and you exert action to to counter that 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 need that they have, the reason you're first going into empathy for them, that's called compassion. So the first thing, okay, as as a great leader as a great business person as a great family man as a great pastor is to have empathetic leadership but combine it with action so you have compassion yeah all right second thing ego <laughs> yeah baby egos yeah we all have them to an extent right and i'm no different i had a really big ego and um I got humbled a couple of times too. And, you know, like Jesus said, he who uh, exalts himself shall be humbled and he who humbles himself shall be exalted. So how do you do deal with that? You know, one of the mantras we used to have in our, our business, because we, we did a lot of recruiting. We recruited over 20,000 insurance agents nationwide and in insurance agents, the good ones, have an ego because they're good. 
They can sell. They do really good. And so when you bring a new salesperson in, a new insurance agent into our company, we had a formal uh, way of, of on-ramping them in. And by doing that, we put them through classes and, and studies and, and role-playing and, and teach them our method. And a lot of times, sometimes the ones that had been very successful in the past, but fell on hard times, had a big ego. And so we learned uh, to put a, we put a sign over the door and it was check your ego. It was a, Hey, superstar, check your ego so you can cash a check. (laughs) And that really helped a lot because, you know, everybody wants, you know, to be, you know, you know, the alpha, right. The, the, the big dog, get the big dog gets to eat. And so, and in, in our, in that field of sales, straight commission sale, that was sales that was prevalent. So, Egos, you got to lose that ego, sister, brother, you got to lose it. And there's a there's a reason you need to, because you really, you, you can't let the ego get in your way, because ego is mostly uh, promulgated by fear and insecurity. You know, if y'all... If, <laughs> If you, you find out that whoever's the biggest jerk, whoever's the rudest person, uh, treats the wait staff terrible or just a total, you know, uh, rude and, and obnoxious person, generally they're the most fragile ego and the most insecure people. So I always, we always talk is, listen, you got to lose that ego, man. You got to, you really, you got to die to that pride, right? And by doing so, it opens up avenues that are miraculous. It opens up it opens up the the as as my friend Chris Valentin says the algorithm from heaven that is always floating above our heads. And when you let that ego go, that lets God work and it lets lets the Holy Spirit come in and you get to get downloads, man. Because now you're not thinking of how to protect yourself or protect or make sure that you're you know you're not being embarrassed. You're not worried about that. You're 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 submitting and you're undoing that ego. You're being vulnerable. And that's when the beautiful thing happens and all of a sudden money starts coming in and sales are being made and opportunities are arising and you're getting great downloads from the Holy Spirit. So lose that ego. It doesn't have to be there. It really doesn't, you know, and, you know, look at people. <laughs> you could you just go in a grocery store, man, walk around looking at people and smile. You can tell the ones that have no ego and are secure about themselves. They'll look at you back and they'll smile back. Because the way we show up and treat people is a direct reflection on how we feel about ourselves inside. Yeah. So, you know, when you see somebody out there and you really are rude and they don't want to talk to you, just pray for them because they're hurt and bad. They've been hurt, hurt people, hurt people, and they're insecure and they need love. So you need to drop that ego, man. Drop that ego. Stop that ego. Ego is not your amigo. All right, that's all I got on. <laughs> it's a big one. It really it it changed my life, and I and I was really good. I remember when I first got into this sales and the insurance business. I was, I was the rock star man. I was the fair haired, you know, new guy on the block and uh, knocking down ten fifteen million dollars a year in net net you know revenue and. Um, and then I let my ego get a hold of me, and I started believing my own press, and it hurt. And by by the grace of God, I got through that period and came out on the other side and got to be able to teach that. And and then things got to a hundred million dollars to three billion dollars. So, um, it's a big deal. And some people get stuck, man. They do. Some people, you know, them. Uh, they're making good money, five hundred thousand, a million dollars a year, and they still have that ego. And 
they're not giving it up because they're scared to death. But just think if they gave that up, man, it'd take that you know, half a million dollars to, uh, to maybe $5 million and that million dollars to $100 million, right? One of the things I always used to say that even as a young boy is the only difference between me and a million, a, uh, a millionaire is while he's working on his second million, I'm working on my first. And that would, that would release everything. And I would always bring that out. Not always, that would be one of my positive declarations or affirmations. Lose that ego it'll make you money honey plus it'll also build your relationships with your spouse with your friends with your pastor imagine that maybe you're a worship leader hey man <laughs> it's no it's no joke that you know satan was a worship leader in heaven right and it's no and i mean i i've seen it i've witnessed it front deal some of the best worship leaders man some of the egos yeah we don't need that, man. We don't. We got to remember where we came from. And the ones that are the great ones, the, the great ones that are really, really good, have no ego and just love, man. And they just pour out. And uh, yeah, it's good. All right. So first thing is, is empathetic leadership, compassion, right? Add that action. Second thing is, hey, check your ego so you can cash that check. Come on. And all aspects of life. All right, the third thing that's really important is the big T. No, not that T. Trust, trust. In God, we trust. And do we trust? You know, sometimes people get burned. <laughs> yes, Stacy and I can spell stuck in 14 languages. And do we like it? Nope. And we, but we choose to trust because we're trustworthy. And I think trust is a really big thing. And I've got, I've talked to people all the time and say, I will not trust, I don't trust anybody. And man, there's no way to get through this life without trusting somebody. It's a very lonely world if that's the way you show up. Yes, you're going to get burned. Yes, you're going to, you know, people are going to hurt you, but you got to choose to trust. You really do. And the more you trust, the better off you. Now, it doesn't mean that you don't have blind trust and you just let, you know, oh, here comes a person that's going to, you know, that has robbed everybody. I'm going to let him rob me. Have discernment in this deal, but uh, you got to trust yourself first of all. You really do. You need to trust in yourself to, and know that you've got what it takes to get it done. And that's a big thing. And then trusting other people, trusting business partners, it's really important. So uh, I just encourage you to go out there and, and check your heart on that too. And what are you trusting? What are you not trusting? And generally, I find people who distrust are the ones that are not trustworthy. Yeah. So, and, you know, listen, sometimes you're going to get it wrong. You just will. But I think you'll err on more on getting it right. But that's one of the big things in life is to trust. And you got to trust people. And family is a big one, too. Uh, is sometimes we get burned by family and we don't want to trust them anymore. And so that's a big thing. Anyways, uh, so... Those are my three things I think that are really good. They're pretty universal. I didn't make, come up with these three things, but I think they've been floating out there and I heard somebody talking about them. And I remember this. I said, this is so good. I want to do a podcast on it. All right. So uh, the other thing is on, I want to talk about is uh, a little bit about startups. And I know a lot of people are out there starting up different businesses and and maybe they're starting up a church or they're starting up a worship team or they want to do an album or an EP or what have you. And I think it's really important to uh, get some feedback, you know, and have people in your life 
that you a trust one that have empathy for you and two don't have an ego so you can bring stuff to them and what what i mean is let's say you have an idea for a new company or you have an idea for a new song or you have an idea to plant a church or um a, a new uh, deal that you've invented don't just take it to anybody just be selective in who you take it to take it to somebody that you trust that doesn't have an ego that isn't going to get jealous or offended because you've come up with something clever um, and who's empathetic to your situation. And look, the best thing they can do is blow holes in it and tell you how horrible it is before you go out there and blow holes in your checkbook. But they might say, Hey, this thing is rocking. I want to partner with you on this or hey, I'll help you do this, or here, I can introduce you to somebody here. In fact, one of the people that I'm coaching uh, has a really strong heart for pro-life. He's a big-time pro-life advocate, and he want, and just a super guy, smart guy. He, he's a coder, one of these. I, I don't understand you coders out there. I really don't, because you guys, it's a whole different world. Uh, but it's amazing what you guys can do, and, and you're gifted at it. The ones that really do great in the software development make a lot of money, and uh, so uh, this gentleman that I'm coaching is a, a really amazing man, godly man, and he he wants to help fund the return of Christ, which I love this guy. And he wants to also help, uh, you know, eliminate abortions worldwide. And these are humongous tasks. I mean, we did overturn Roe versus Wade recently, right? But uh, there's more to be done because it's up to states. And so we are talking about, you know, just the economic impact of abortion and what that does uh, and how it affects our economy, right? And uh, in a different ages and different stages in our life, just like, you know, people who are 65 years old are going to be 65 in the next five or 10 years because of the, the, the declining in, in our population means that a lot of people won't benefit from their social security, won't see it because there's not as many people paying into the system because we're aborting these people. We're murdering these people. And so with that, you know, comes a, con you know, just not, not only the, you know, the, the, you know, the human sacrifice, the human response or the human imp implications here, the biblical ones, you know, and, and, but the economic ones as well. So anyways, he was talking about this and I said, man, you know, I got to introduce you. I got to bring you to Tracy Eckert. She is passionate about this. I got to bring you to Michael Malden. He is passionate about this. So, you know, him sharing that with me and trusting me in that, which I have no ego in this because I'm all about pro-life, man. I, you know, listen, that that's that's a miracle, these babies. And, you know, and so I want to help that cause. And and so I'm going to bring these this, these people together and form this, this triangle in, in this really cool way. So, yeah, so that's what I want. Bring your ideas, bring your desires, bring them out to people that you trust, that you care about, that might have some influence and help you do that. And that's when you're starting up a business. And maybe you've got a startup idea. Maybe you have some interest in doing that. Maybe, you know, you want to get funding. Maybe you want to raise some capital. Maybe you just want to do something, a side hustle. Yeah. And make an extra 10,000 or 30,000 bucks a year. Nothing wrong with that. I think it's great. So, Find somebody you can share it with. And then here's the other thing I would do. If it gets further than that, and I think I've talked about this before, is go get you a focus group. 
have everybody over for wine and cheese or whatever and say, hey, listen, I'm, and hand it, be, have it organized to where it looks professional. I hand it out to seven or eight people and say, I want to get some feedback and, and interest on this. And what am I missing? What looks good? What can you all help me with? And that's when we, you know, want to start up a real business. Uh, but we'll get into more of that some other time. But look, uh, here we are, man, 2023, moving forward. Yeah, we got balloons floating everywhere. <laughs> crazy out there man uh and, and it is and it's so funny i heard somebody the other day say look you know they haven't they have uh they 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 the white house has said that these are not aliens and somebody said that's exactly what the aliens want you to say <laughs> uh boy you know i'm not a conspiracy theorist but i am i i am uh a, a comedy uh I, I laugh at some of this stuff and it's really interesting um all right so what what does 2023 look like for you? We're in our first quarter of 2023. Uh, you know, what does your leadership look like? How how did how is it that your ego is working? How is it your heart dealing with people? Are you are you a person that really, really is empathetic to people and want to trust people? Or do you look at what is their agenda that they want? Look, for the longest time, I didn't want to be around born again Christians. If some of you read my book, Next Level Life, uh, you'll read it about it. Uh, not that I was an evil doer any stretch, but I just didn't. I, I just the only time I ever had dealt with born again Christians was from my stepmother, and it wasn't a good experience. And I felt that all they wanted was money. And I, I was, you know, <laughs> it's like somebody told me the other day, man, some of these Christians, man, they hurt the brand. Yeah. They really do. They get into legalism. They get into doing this and hit people over the head with the King James Bible and say, you know, fire and damnation. You know, that's not what Jesus came to do. Jesus came to give us life abundant. He didn't come to condemn. He came to save. And so at any rate, uh, find somebody that's going to love you in this process. If you want to start up your own business, if you want to get into that, find people that are going to champion you, speak life over you. Yeah. And the ones that don't speak life over you, find new ones, pray for them, send them on their way. And, you know, people say, how do you tell people that? I say, listen, man, you know, you text me, you know, I, I know nobody wants to ghost anybody. I say, listen, I'd like to hang out with you, man, but I am looking for aces right now. I need eagles to fly. I need to, I need to soar with the eagles, not flock with the turkeys, bro. And right now you're kind of a turkey in my life, man. I love you and I pray for you, but you know, I need, I need to pause on this relationship. And people say, McIntyre, that's harsh. Really? You know, what's really harsh is your checking account being zero. <laughs> that's harsh. Okay. Or, or, you know, your wife and you not getting along, that's harsh. Or your, or your son or daughter not speaking to you and uh, talking about, you know, being on TikTok for eight hours a day. That's harsh. So, I want people that's going to speak life over my children, life over my family, over me and my wife. And in turn, I want to speak life over them. I want to run with champions. And yes, we all fall. Yes. But how fast do we get up? That's what matters. So check out the book, man. Who moved my cheese? It's an oldie but goodie. It really is. I was looking over here at uh, my man, Eric Metaxas. And that guy can write. He wrote this book called Miracles. What they are, why they happen and how they can change your life. Miracle, Eric McTaxes. Eric McTaxes. What a name. <laughs> names. I love these names. But who moved my cheese, man? Check it out. I think you'll like it. Let me know. Send me an email on there. And uh, yeah, I think it might be good. Uh, so are you showing up big today? 
Yeah. Are you being victorious or are you being a victim? Are you in an entitlement attitude or are you in a giving positive attitude? Listen, you want to be, you want to get undepressed, go out and help other people. You want, you want to feel good about yourself, go help other people feel good about themselves. Come on. I know it's not easy, but guess what? It's not supposed to be easy. Hey, Jesus is king. Yeah. He's still there as he was yesterday, as he is today, as he will be tomorrow. So God bless you, my friends. Thank you. Uh, Be sure to share, rate this. I hope this helped you a little bit. We got the three things, man. Come on, you got this. All right, have a great week. And uh, until next week, everybody deserves your very best presentation. Yeah, you know that's right. Thank you for listening to the Next Level Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share. For more resources to help you maintain your next level life, join our community at themichaelmcintyre.com.